Hi everyone, it's Mike here again, and it is great to share with you a preview of our latest Moonshots Master series. This series is where we collect all the wisdom that we've learned from over 140 plus shows. And what we do is we study a particular topic and we bring all the best clips and practices together so you get your own little masterclass. And what you'll get in each of the Moonshots Master Series is a show dedicated to your personal transformation or perhaps to problem-solving, decision-making, thinking better, all that kind of good stuff. Or lastly, it will be about leadership. Those are the three big buckets that all the Moonshots thinking fits into. Personal transformation, thinking better, and leadership. That's right. And we pick all of those great clips from superstars, entrepreneurs, and authors and wrap it all up together. Now, you're only getting a preview of this. If you'd like to listen to the full show, get all the tools and all the goodies that comes with the Moonshots Master Series, visit moonshots.io, click on the members area and sign up. Be our patron. It's only a dollar a week and you'll get a complete masterclass just for you every single month. So head over to moonshots.io and become a member. But for now, enjoy the show. Welcome to the Moonshots Master Series. It's episode 21. I'm your co-host, Mike Parsons. And as always, I'm joined by Mark Pearson-Freeland. Good morning, Mark. Good morning, Mike. Good morning, listeners, subscribers, and members. Boy, what an action-packed uh, turning of age episode 21 we have in store for all of you subscribers today as part of the Master Series. Mark, I think this is all about, you know, that famous saying, carpe diem, seizing the day. I think that is the moment we have come to. So why don't you set up this master series? That's right. We are launching into an entire episode and show dedicated to the concept and idea of designing your life. Now, some of our subscribers may be familiar with the book by Bill Burnett and Dave Evans on designing your life, where we've really taken an inspiration from that book, as well as our recent series, delving into uh, happiness, empowerment, the idea of taking control over your life, as well as the elements that are within it. Sometimes, as we're going to find out on the show, and certainly for me, Mike, you feel a little bit like you lose control occasionally, and you start to think, who can I point this finger at? Well, I think today we're going to find out through the concept and idea and the introduction of designing your life that there's a lot more that we can do when it comes to taking control as well as empowerment and ownership within yeah. our lives. Yeah. So if you're feeling some moments of uncertainty, doubt, or maybe you're just downright bummed and you're fed up with things, we all know that there's a temptation, Mark, that you might want to blame the circumstances or blame others. I mean, I've certainly been victim of that. How about you? Oh, for sure. There's been many, many times, unfortunately, if I, if I have to admit it on mic for everybody to hear, that there have been times in my life when it just feels a little bit easier to turn the mirror around at somebody else and say, oh, it didn't work for me. Well, you know whose fault that is? Yeah. So-and-so's. And really what we 
started to discover, particularly on all of the individuals and the books and the shows that we've done on the Moonshot Show, as well as the Master Series, is that it doesn't have to be like that. You don't have to fall into that temptation and that desire to turn it around and point towards somebody else. I think there's so much well, we can learn from these individuals that it's, it's all down to us, isn't it? Well, nothing good comes of blaming others. Like if you think about the technical thing, if I was to blame you for my unhappiness, well, I, there is no resolution to that process that is going to help me because in the end, I need to have the courage to turn the lens towards myself and say, where I am now is on me and nobody else. My circumstances, my results are on me, nobody else. You know, and it's what's really interesting is these guys from Stanford, um, Burnett and Evans, are in violent agreement. So here you've got super smart professorial types from Stanford who are telling us the same story as the Stoics, come to the modern day, think about guys in a totally different space. Yucko Willing, Navy SEAL, David Goggins, strongest man, craziest man on the planet. In the end, the theme of all of those people is it is on you and the quicker you are to accept that, you're able to move through it and beyond it. Mm. If you don't take that ownership or what Yako Willink would say, extreme ownership, if you don't do that, then you will continue to be in the quagmire. You'll be in the quicksand of I'm not feeling great, I'm not happy, work's not great, relationships aren't awesome. If you take that level of ownership and accountability, the beautiful thing is at some point, Mark, we ask ourselves, well, what should we do? Mm. What's next? What? How do I get out of this? And the answer is design your life. And Mark, we've got a great clip to launch into. So why don't you set it up? We've got a great clip to launch into from the author, one of the authors of Design in Your Life with Dave Evans, who's going to kick off our master series episode today, Mike. So why don't we jump straight in and understand a little bit more about design thinking your life? Is it really true it's never too late? Yes, it really is. So build your way forward by designing your life. Now, what does that mean? The secret sauce is this design thinking. So very briefly, design thinking is one of a number of ways of thinking. We have engineering thinking. Engineering thinking solves problems we well understand. That's great. Good way to build a bridge. Build it today, it works. Build it tomorrow, it works fine. You know, that's a great solution. we got business thinking. In business, you're never right, you're never done, you never have enough profitability or enough customer satisfaction, but you can optimize, you can have figures of marriage, you can learn how to think in an optimization sort of way, you can do research like we do at the university, start with a hypothesis, dependent, independent variables, a whole series of steps to get down to the critical question. It's a wonderful analytic approach. So I can solve my way forward, I can optimize my way forward, I can analyze my way forward, but all those tame problem solutions, well-bounded, well-understood problem solutions, don't solve wicked problems when you don't know what you're looking for until you find it, kind of like your own life. And that's when you have to build your way forward, and design thinking is a way to build your way forward and solve a wicked problem. It does two, has two descriptions, a process and a set of mindsets. The process has five steps. You start with empathy, really understand what's going on, then define your point of view, then have some ideas, try them out, and go test them before you hit the world. And before you do any of that, don't forget to accept reality the way it is, because trust me, it goes through a place that looks just like today. No matter where you are, you're starting in the right place. The mindsets, 
the way a designer kind of looks at things are pretty simple. You know, <clears throat> we start with curiosity. Ooh, that's interesting. Which is going to cause us to go talk to a whole bunch of people. The radical collaboration doesn't mean radical ideas. It means radically talk to everybody. And in so doing, I'm probably going to get a new point of view. I'm going to reframe the way I think about some things. I'm going to keep the process steps in mind so I get neither ahead of nor behind myself. And eventually, when in doubt, do something. Quit thinking and analyzing. Go do stuff. We build and we do to think. So what is this designing a life? What, what do you guys actually talk about? Well, it's a whole bunch of stuff. It's all that. That's way too much. I mean, okay, so could you, could you simplify that, Dave? Could you not think it down? Well, yeah, there's three things. Get curious. Talk to people. Try stuff. Get curious. It's really the first thing you need to do when you're experiencing doubt, uncertainty, fight or flight, and you're just a bit bummed with the world. Get curious and ask yourself, how might I live? How might I do things that feel closer to the real person that I am? How do I feel more satisfied and fulfilled? I mean, Dave sounded like he had a lot of espresso when he was uh, talking to Mark. <laughs> he covered a lot of ground in a couple of minutes. Curiosity. How, how do we start with that curiosity, Mark? I think the curiosity for me when I hear Dave talking is he's speaking to the part of me that is around the growth mindset concept. So what I mean by that is there have been times in my career and maybe even personal or social life and career life that I have ignored the ability or the opportunity to learn something new or to, as Dave says, get curious about something that is maybe how I'm feeling, maybe how I'm collaborating with the team, maybe a point of view from somebody else in the room. And this idea, so get curious, first of all, is, is pretty broad, isn't it? The way that I'm interpreting it, though, is maintain a focus in your life and a desire to learn something new and not think that you are the smartest person in the room, not think that you know all the answers. Instead, if you can take a step back and say, okay, well, this has just happened. Instead of freaking out, I'm going to get curious. Well, why yeah. did this happen? What could I learn and change next time so that you know, maybe I respond a bit better. Maybe I manage my team a little bit more firmly. Maybe it's something that has happened in my life where now I'm just a little bit more uh, curious to go out and maybe run a little bit further. <laughs> I yeah. think that get curious is, is a life lesson, really, isn't it? It, it is. Like, you know, there's a lot of sayings, isn't there, that the day you stop uh, learning is the day you die, right? Yeah. That theme. Yeah. Obviously, super growth mindset. Uh, so check out our show on Carol Dweck's book, uh, Mindset. Huge shout out. Um, huge, uh, hugely influential in my own life. Um, what a great book. I can't believe how many times I've recommended this <laughs> as, a, as a book to folks. But back to the curiosity thing, I think it's like if you know what is happening around you, you simply need to start asking more about, well, how did that happen and why did that happen? You know, that's a really simple framework. Oh, I see what happened, but how and why? And that's the beginning of the story. I, what I love is the build that we get from, from Dave Evans there through his haze of caffeination. <laughs> <laughs> Beyond curiosity is talking to people, trying stuff and telling your story. I mean, 
these are just some fundamental steps for us to take. And do you know what's interesting, Mark, is talking to people is one thing, but I think there's also an invitation in when you talk to people to maybe say, hey, I'm not sure if I'm doing the right thing. I'm not sure if I'm on the right path because I think it's a bit tempting to say when people say, how's work? And you say, oh, yeah, it's pretty good, right? Oh, it's fine. But actually you're sitting there going, I don't even know if I'm in the right career and the right industry Mm. and the right role. Like there's all these going. I think it's really important um, to explore that by being vulnerable. I think if you say, hey, I'm really feeling uncertain and then saying, well, what do you think? Mm-hmm. And particularly with your good friends, colleagues, I think that's the start. Like if you're curious, like, am I on track? Asking people for their feedback. I think that leads you to trying stuff and getting out there and telling your story. I mean, that, that's whole full circle. Um, how do you, how would you encourage your friends and colleagues to have these sorts of conversations mm-hmm. beyond the classic? Oh yeah, no, works good. Life's good. How's your relationship? Oh yeah. We're doing well. The, 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 small, uh, the small talk, I suppose you could call it. I, th- I think, first of all, what's interesting is this idea of talking to people. It's not necessarily the first time we've run into this concept. We, I remember Jordan Peterson, for example, was, would recommend that you hold yourself accountable by sharing your business dreams or your desire to go and do something with others. And then they can hold you accountable. So I think there's, first of all, an insight within that, oh, which I think- that's that's great. I mean, that's even the classic diet and exercise thing, the social exactly. proof, like the social yeah. accountability. Once you've told people you're running a marathon, uh, then I yeah. run it. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I don't want to lose face. I better go and run it. But I, but to your, to your um, insight, Mike, I think the way that I would encourage- as let's, let's put myself in a people leader perspective, or even just a colleague, um, somebody who with the same level, or maybe it's a friend or a partner. What I would encourage them to do is to go into more detail through quite simple, um, little prompts. So for example, if the question was, Hey, we just finished that really difficult project. How was it? And their response, let's say was, Oh yeah, it's good. It was fine. I'm glad to be done with it. I think what I would try and encourage myself to do is, again, going back to, to Dave's point, get curious and say, okay, well, why did you say that? Why do you feel this? And try to encourage more of an, a lens of observation from the individual who I'm talking to, to reflect, to consider, maybe even encourage them down the line, write it down, reflect on it play it back to me. Yeah. And I think initially yeah. it's just encouraging them to stay curious as well rather than so, shutting down. So if we look at things that have happened, the what, what happened, um, great exercises are of huge constraint. So you say, okay, so we just did a project together. What If you could just change only one thing about how you did it, what would you change? Mm. Right? Mm. These sort of exercises start to reveal to you a little bit more understanding because I think it's also really important to acknowledge that it is incredibly natural and to be expected that throughout your life, there will be huge moments of indecision and uncertainty. This idea of designing your life, this idea of stepping forward 
of getting curious and talking to people, even if you get curious, talk to a bunch of people and results in very little change, it only affirms what you are doing. Well, hey, that's a great feeling to know you're doing what you were designed to do Mm. as a human being. You're living the life that is as close as you can to what you dream of. If it only serves as a confirmation, that is actually the worst result you could think of. And it's only upside from there. Now, surely if you're doing something and you have a huge awakening and you go, oh my gosh, I'm in in the totally wrong position. Well, wow, this Mm. is a process to get it done. Now, so we've got pretty fired up. We've drunk our espresso just like Dave Evans. However, there is kind of a flip side to all of this. And the great author, uh, Jim Ron, who's done so much great work. We have to do a show on Jim, by the way. Um, uh, we've pulled in a, a clip from Jim who basically provides us the choice. We've talked a lot about making this active choice to design your life. He's going to look on the other side and he's going to challenge us with, well, what are you really going to do? 